Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. You are listening to Storygram Podcast Network. Welcome to One Media, One Media, where you think the cha-cha-cha is a dance, but it really means small town village. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <it>? Yeah. <laughs> this whole time, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. I had to look it up. I was like, what does cha-cha-cha mean? It means yeah. small village. Hmm. So that's right. We're going to talk about hometown cha-cha-cha. Oh, oh, wait, oh wait, whoops. Seashore village. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it means. Seashore village. Cute. Okay, so we're going into another Korean slice of life romantic comedy K drama. It's yes. based on Mr. Handy, Mr. Hong. It's a remake, I guess. Oh, a move of a movie or a series? I guess a series. There is not really much information about it. Let me see what else I can find. I don't think we introduced ourselves. Oh, that's right. I'm Takeshi with the Ocas Santos. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got I got to have to do some editing. <laughs> We're gonna rework that. I think Frankenstein, Frankenstein, this intro back together. Uh, oh, only if you knew. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I listen to the episodes, I'm like, God, we sound so great. <laughs> so it's based off of. It looks like a film. It's called Mr. Handy. The cover looks pretty interesting, actually. I might have to check it out. And it is written by Shin Ha-un. Shin Ha-un. Oh, my goodness. It sounds so nice. <laughs> Shin Ha-un. Shin Ha-un. All right. And wait, what does you say? I said Shin Ha-un. Oh, you <laughs> added a syllable. Ah. <laughs> uh, so they're known for that. They've done an audio drama. They've written scripts. That one was called The Man Who Became King, script book one. Okay. <laughs> they also have done The Crowned Clown, drama stage episode six, anthology, and Argon. And it was directed by Yu Jiwa. It's probably... Yo, Jiwan. Yu Jiwan. Yeah. Yu Jiwan. You're good. Yu Jiwan. And it is starring Shin Mina. Shin Minae. Shin Minae. All right. Shin Mina. And she's been in a lot of films. Volcano High. Madeline, bittersweet life. Have you life. seen any other ones? No, I'd like to. 
The Naked Kitchen. Those are films. And then she's been in Beautiful Days, Punch, A Love to Kill, The Devil. I want to see this one. My Girlfriend is a Nine-Tailed Fox. Yes. That one sounds amazing. And then there's a new one called Our Blues. She was also, I guess, a model beforehand. Mm -hmm. And she was one of the first Asian models to be picked up by, I think it's Ragabone. But she was also with uh, Calvin Klein. Mm. So international brands. Yeah. So. Yeah. She's gorgeous and talented. (laughs) Ah, That's so annoying. (laughs) (laughs) it's one or the other that's kidding also stars kim seo kim seo let's see if i got that one right kim sun ho ah kim sun ho okay kim sun ho and is that the lead guy yeah that's the lead guy i think he was a singer at one point yes i think i read that too yeah and he was in quite a few the good manager. Within just like five years, he's done He's a newer, right? Like he's like kind of blowing up right now. It seems like it. He's been in The Good Manager, The Strongest Delivery Man, Two Cops, You Drive Me Crazy, Your House Helper, 100 Days by Prince, Catch the Ghost. Yeah, quite a few. He's been on a few uh, variety shows and he's done like a lot of theater too. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised what's her name wasn't a dancer because uh, they do have a funny little dance scene in there too. Like <laughs> she looked like she could dance. Yeah. It is 16 episodes. The composer is Lim Ha Young. I-, I think I got that one right. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, I'm not gonna throw <laughs> it in there. So it was released August 28th, 2021, and the last episode was on October 17th of 2021. And there's only one season. There's only one season. Well, that's fair. But each episode feels like it's pretty long. It's not 60 minutes. It's at least like an hour and 10 minutes minimum. It was premiering Saturdays and Sundays. And it was like one of the top rated, most watched Korean dramas. Oh, I could see that. Because it's very family friendly. Yeah, it's very catchy. And it seems like they're really into those uh, slice of life. Yeah, it's very slice of life. So we go into the plot. It's pretty simple. Do you want to do it or do you want me to do it? Sure, I can do it. It's... Wait, what's her name? <laughs> it's... Haiji? Uh, Yoon Haijin. Yoon Haijin. Yoon Haijin. Yoon Haijin. Yoon Haijin. Okay, she's the main character and she's a dentist. Later on, nicknamed Ms. Dentist. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and she's a good dentist and she's working for like another practice, like underneath another dentist, like kind of like a big practice in Seoul. So she's like a city girl. From what I remember, she just was having a difficult time in that office because of how her patients were being treated by the main dentist. Like she's more of a conservative dentist and the main dentist is not. And it's kind of like pull their teeth, add implants, make the money. And she's kind of like, they don't need to do that. Right. Like there's something around she's that. She's a little bit more honest about that. She's a more honest dentist. What we like to see in our dental care, because we often feel ripped off by dentists. Right. So she's more conservative and gentle kind of dentist. And is there anything else from the beginning that like informs you about who she is she lives alone she lives alone and the main reason why she decided to go to this small town village called Ganjin. 
mm-hmm. was because it was her mother's birthday. Yeah. So, oh, is this all on her mother's birthday? Cause she, yeah. she storms out of her job. Like she's like, forget this place. And then she goes to this seashore village or as we call it, cha-cha-cha, right? <laughs> well, she had a little drunken thing going on and she posted about the manager. Yeah. Like she Yelp reviewed kind of like her. Yeah. Like the, the head dentist. So the, a lot of stuff is coming at her negative reactions in the soul dental community. Cause she, the woman was like, you're never going to work again here. Like I'm going to blacklist you, like get you blacklisted. So she leaves to go to that seat and her mother has passed. So she, anyways, she goes to this town because of the beach, but it's a weird little town. And she's strange. She's a strange character because she's kind of awkward. Like she's not like a friendly, outgoing person. She's much more reserved and um, kind of cranky in some ways. Right. The first scene pretty much is just her kind of staring out on the beach, trying to clear her mind, having this remembering her mom and honoring her mom the best way she can. Mm-hmm. And what was the funny thing? She took off her very shoes, expensive shoes, very expensive shoes that she bought for herself to make herself feel better, which you should never buy yourself something when you feel it is a bad habit. You don't want to end up. You don't want to do that. You don't want to rely on shopping <laughs> to make you feel better. And they're very fancy, like silver shoes with sparkly buckles on them. And so it's like not beach shoes. They were not beach Right, wear. right. She's a city girl. And mm-hmm. she happens to lose her shoes because she's zoned out. And yeah. the tide sucked them up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And then who finds them? Is someone surfing? Yes. He was hanging out surfing and they hit him when it yeah. hits him. It <laughs> he gets her shoe, but he's not happy about it. He's also not in a great mood. Yeah. Either. I think usually when he takes a day off and he goes surfing, when she learned later on, he's doing it to clear his mind too. You're right. That's the one day he has to himself. And what's his character's name? I always say chief something. Chief Hong. Yeah, Chief Hong. They call him Chief Hong, but what? Hong do sick. Yeah. So he's from there. He's dashing. He's a surfer. He finds her shoe. It feels very Cinderella. I'm like, oh my God, they're going to fall in love instantly. No. (laughs) It's not like that. (laughs) No, no. He's actually kind of rude to her. And you could tell that she's from the city by, I guess, the accent that she has and just throws the shoe down at her. And she's like, well, can you find the other one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. she's trying to get him to find her other shoe. And he's just like, are you kidding me? So he seems very unhelpful and irritated by her presence. But then he gives her... Some bathroom some, slippers. Yeah, like the sandals to wear around. And she's in her nice outfit with these terrible... <laughs> and it says like, use for bathroom only or something yeah. like that. And in... Korea and I think a lot of different other Asian countries like Japan, for instance, and maybe China, who knows, there's different shoes for different areas. So when you go to a bathhouse, you have those slippers because you don't Mm want to get your other shoes wet. When you go into a house, you don't wear your shoes. They give you some indoor slippers. I don't know why we're not all doing that. It just seems like you're tracking gross stuff around. Exactly. America, we're just like... Let's wear our shoes on the BART train and then walk around San Francisco and then walk into our own homes with what are disgusting felt on the bottom of our shoes. Of course, you should take your shoes off. Yeah. Mm. 
I think there really should be a no shoes rule, even though I usually walk around with socks on all the time, but I think there should be a no shoes rule. I tend to kick my shoes off at the stairs in my house and then I have socks and then sometimes I put slippers on. But right. then sometimes I wear my slippers outside because I'm so lazy. Uh, so it ruins the point. Yeah. Anyway, so she's wearing these slippers. <laughs> We're going to take on this Korean <laughs> cultural thing with our footwear, though. <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing these slippers around town, not knowing what to do. And all of a sudden, I think... All the online stuff just goes out, so she can't actually get money wired to her. Okay, the town has some sort of, like, internet outage. She is walking around town. She's Like I said, she's at first, because she's very pretty and stuff, so I was just assuming she was going to be, like, a lovely person. And I'm like, oh, no, she's kind of, like, wild. You know, she's, like, very passionate about the dental care of her patients and outspoken. And then she is kind of just, like, entitled a little bit at the beach, to get her other shoe back. And then she isn't really interested in getting to know anybody. Like it's not like her interest to get to know people. Did she go to a restaurant or did she run into the kids first? Uh, she probably ran into the kids first. With the tooth? Yeah, with the tooth. And she, yeah. she actually did help him out with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she had to go into the restaurant because one of the kids is the mother or whatever. That owns the restaurant, the raw food restaurant. And so she goes in there and they ask where she's from. She says, I'm from Seoul, you know, the big city, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And she says, well, you know, we need a dentist office here. Like everybody has to go two hours out of the town to go get their teeth done. And so she already kind of planted the seed. And she's like, well, if you're interested, I know someone that could find you a space. And that's Mrs. Yao. I think so. Yeah. I like that actress. She's pretty good. She's funny. Yeah. So she was able to pay for that. No, she wasn't because the lady treated her. But Mm -hmm. during that time, she was like, I'm going to go get some coffee. She tries to get coffee. And that's when she finds out that everything's been frozen because there's no internet anywhere at the time. Yeah. And then she's like, well, okay, let me see what I could do. And then she tries to go. Wait. You're meeting all these silly town people. So Miss, I think it's Mrs. Yao is the raw food restaurant lady with the son whose tooth was knocked out, I think. And it was a baby tooth with his friend, that girl who's really cute too. Like she's got the blonde bob. But it's the whole time, the main character, she's not interested in really meeting that. Like she's like, yikes, these people are strange. And then the cafe, which is called something strange, like coffee in the middle of the day beer in the middle of the night or something what's it called it's got a strange translation in it gulan's live cafe and pub i can't, uh, yeah it doesn't really it say. has some funny nickname but anyways the guy who runs that he also has a daughter who's like probably 13 or something i swear her name is judy but he is like a musician who didn't quite make it and so he's very obsessed with his like album right yeah. he's obsessed with the single that he made that yeah. got number two and the, the yes. charts or something <laughs> and the coffee doesn't taste good <laughs> really bad coffee really bad coffee always talking about his music and then he's like upset that she can't pay him yes that's when she finds out yeah i was trying to cut a little bit of that out. sorry <laughs> I like him. he's a good important character yes yes he is they all are she bumps into that guy again chief hong and she's like well can you lend me some money please da, 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 da. he's like well yeah i can 
get you the money. He goes, here, come on, follow me. They're walking for like five, 10 minutes. He's like, should I be creeped out that I'm still following you this far? Like, what's going on here? And then she ends up having to go to the harbor where there's all the the fish shop and everything. And so he's like, okay, get to work. You get paid minimum wage. She had to clean squid. Yeah, so she had to learn how to gut and clean squid, which she's never done because she's a city girl. Yeah, with other <laughs> older, with these older women. With all these older women. So for like three hours, she was gutting fish. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she learned, yeah. And I thought at one point they were like, oh, you're not very good with your hands. And so she's like, I am good with my hands. I'm and a dentist. Try harder because it's like she's a dentist. She has to be good with her hands. Yeah, so she ends up paying off the coffee guy and she tries to go home and then she realizes that the tires are flat in her car. Oh, I thought it was the battery was out. I thought it was the tire. I, I don't know. I Maybe think it was, it was both. Oh, okay, it was both. Yeah, so... Go, oh, because he found a nail in her tire. Right. Because he's like, oh, you're really going to drive on this? Oh, because when he gets her car to work, it's got like a warning light on. And he was like, really? And then wait, it's the fun part about this episode. This is a very long, like these episodes are long and like, they're great, but they're in depth. And um, you find out Chief Hong does everything. He kind of like works part time everywhere in town. In the description on the Wikipedia, he's unemployed officially. He's he's officially unemployed. He kind of works everywhere and he's all over the town. And so, you know, they got off on the wrong foot, right? At the beach. And then everywhere she turns, he needs to help her with something. Yeah. He's like working at every single place that she needs to (laughs) ends up going to. Yes. And so because the mechanic has to look at the car, probably the next day she has to spend a night over in the small seashore town. And I think it's also, let's see. So she ends up having to sleep at this kind of, it's not a hotel, but I can't remember exactly what they call it. Yeah, I'm like, it's not an Airbnb. No, 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 no. It's a, it's for like. Oh, it's like a hostel. It's like, it's like a shelter. Like they're all sleeping on the floor on mats, right? Yeah, it's kind of like a youth hostel. Yeah. I think as soon as you turn like 30, 36, you're no longer allowed in those youth hostels or something like that. So yeah. she kind of made it within that, that mark. <laughs> But the next day, she's on her way back home and she gets a phone call from her old boss and says, I just sandbagged you so hard. You're never going to be able to get a job over here for what you did to me. No one will ever hire you again. And so Miss Dennis, as I'll say. Yeah, I was nicknamed her Miss Dennis. (laughs) She said, well, you know what? You I'm opening up a dental clinic out in a small town. Yeah. And so she did a 180 and turned around. She went back to the raw food restaurant and said, hey, I'm interested in renting out a spot. Who do I talk to? And then she said, "Okay, well, go down this path up to this boat area and the real estate agents over there. And lo and behold, it happens to be Chief Hong again. (laughs) And she's like, the are you doing? Do you do everything (laughs) here? And then. He pulls out all these certificates and licenses. So he actually got a license for all these different things that's needed around town, which is pretty amazing. 
it is amazing. He's very good at everything he does. And he also, doesn't he just charge minimum wage though? Yeah, that's the whole entire thing. He charges minimum wage for everything he does. Yeah. And then, so, yeah, so ensues. Cash only. Constantly work, <laughs> yeah, cash only working together on yes. everything. On finding her her dental place, like clinic, finding her an apartment or a little home or whatever. And of course, into. she doesn't like the look of any of them. She really wants yeah. them to be like really nice and pristine. And she makes modern them. Modern or European look. Yeah, she like, makes them modernize it and paint it nice. And <laughs> He's a contractor, of course. So he's doing all of that work as well. Wow. Yeah, definitely. So the thing is, is okay, she finally gets her dental clinic going, but she doesn't really know how to act in a small town. I don't know if you ever lived in a small town, Elaine. I have, and <laughs> the rules are a little different. Yes. You do or say one small thing, all of a sudden you're the village creep. Well, see, that's like, I live above an antique store. I live next door to a hardware store. So yeah, like we're all gossiping with each other. And yeah. right now there's someone who's just not acting right. And we're all talking. So <laughs> yeah, I remember this guy, he's no longer alive anymore, but he got 86 for good reasons too. It wasn't like for something mm-hmm. stupid or anything. He got 86 from almost every single place. He was pretty much the village creep. And yeah, like everybody would talk about him. I feel kind of bad about it now because he's not around. But if he was still alive, he would still be the village creep. Well, you creepy <laughs> things. Um, but it yes. is so it is like very different than Soul. She's thinking she's going to rely on just the fact that she's a good dentist. Like that's no question. She's good. And she's the only dentist in town. But it's like tumbleweeds in her place. When does her friend show up? Well, we got to still get into that. Was it not there yet? She's not there yet because what happens is is that she tries to go to a certain event to stir up some business because that's what she really needs. She hasn't done an official opening yet. She's met some people and she's already done some wrong things for a small village town. Like she jogs every morning, but she jogs and long johns, which is spandex. <laughs> she was in leggings, leggings and a cute crop top. Yeah. She looks like a normal girl riding in the city, but there she looks like a half naked, you know, like they're like scandalized by yeah, her. Totally, running totally. Clothes. And, but people just think she's pretty cold too. She doesn't know how to connect. Yeah. She doesn't know how to act in a small town. Definitely. And so she goes to this event to maybe meet some new people or whatever and some of them say, oh, well, how are you doing? What do you think of this? And she kind of just let them know how she felt <laughs> about certain things. And she didn't say the really the right thing. She is adjusting to like a sudden move from the big city to a small place. And instead of like, she just didn't read the room right. And she's, I don't even say she was too honest. She was just too judgmental. And yeah. it was like, this isn't right. And I can't get my delivery. And she's accidentally offending everybody because she's like, oh, I can't get the stuff I like here. And then it's like the person who runs the general store feels like, oh, the stuff I carry is garbage in your mind, you know? So she's kind of upsetting everybody by her kind of homesickness or or transitioning into like a transitioning. Yeah. And I think the town needed to like understand that too. She's from Mm -hmm. the city. Of course. She comes off pretty prickly. So it hurts all their feelings. (laughs) That's very true. So what happens is, She's calling her friend 
because she's like, I've made a big mistake. She's like, I don't know if I should have moved over here. I really f- up and everything. I think what happens is she walks back to this one area where the announcer usually uses the intercom all over the town. She's talking about this one singer that we told you about before the cafe the cafe owner and how if he didn't make it when he was young he wasn't going to make it and he needs to get over himself and i think she said a couple other things maybe probably put down the coffee because it wasn't very good bad coffee and then (laughs) (laughs) by the time when she comes out everybody was pretty pissed off at her and she pretty much became the village creep the village like bad guy ice princess in yeah, a way. she destroyed this guy she read him to filth without realizing it they didn't interrupt her someone could have went in there and tried to turn it off they did not well chief hong tried to go in there and then the guy stopped him yeah i guess he wanted to hear it i don't know but it was very sad and it's obviously something she didn't want him to hear like it's not something she would have said to his face she was just in a bad mood and like spiraling to a friend Yeah, so I think I read after that or maybe the day after that, her friend appears and she's like, well, my boyfriend just left me. So I'm going to stay here. Take down your help wanted ad for an assistant because I'll be your assistant and you're going to give me room and board and something else. Mm -hmm. Her friend is great. Yeah, so she got got her buddy. But when they have their grand opening... Ms. Dennis forgot to do a couple things. Like there's some important things you need to do, like very traditional. So when you open up a business, you usually do hand out rice cakes. And she didn't do that because she didn't know any better. Yeah, she's (laughs) real bad. And so the grand opening, nobody showed up and she was like really surprised. And then they decided to go on a lunch break and everybody is just like, they see her and they're like separating to get away from her. And her friend's like, what the f- did you do? <laughs> <laughs> and so she told her, she's like, you dragged me out here for this or something. He's like, I yeah. don't know. It just happened. And, 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 and. Yeah. And so it was very sad. We'll probably stop right here. But she pretty much has to learn how to win the town back in her favor to get a business going on. At the same time, during the series, she's always kind of like leaning on Chief Hong Mm -hmm. to help her out, build up her business and help her out with different things here and there. And he's really nice because at first it's like, you know, they kind of were bristly with each other. But then he kind of pities her. And he's trying to help her adjust. So he was yes. one who was like, did you deliver rice cakes? And she's all, no. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, so he's, he's trying to school her on like how to be in a small village, which is kind of him. And he's the one that makes her go to like these business meetings and has to do mm-hmm. the street cleaning. Because if she doesn't, then people aren't going to respect her and aren't going to think that she's okay. Yeah, so he is being nice, a lot nicer. And the thing is, is he might say one thing, but he actually does see that she is a good person and everything, too. Yeah, she, yeah, she yeah. Is she's growing on person. him yes. pretty fast. And she's really dependent on him on that connection to the town. She's not super likable at first. like, And the town people are so silly. And Aside from being extremely pretty, that's about it. 
her mm-hmm. personalities. She's pretty rude to everybody and, and she's very standoffish. But there's a reason for that. There is. So you get to know her. So it's like her kind of growth. And then you get to know more about Chief Hung and why he has this strange role in the town. Right. Like his origins. His like origins that. is his parents got killed, I think, in a car accident or something. Mm-hmm. Her mom had an illness. His parents got killed in a car accident. It's like an orphan. Yes, tropes. There's also, like you told me before, because this is the only second Korean drama I've watched, so I'm still new to the genre. But there's definitely some of those drunk confessional nights that was in business proposal that you're like, nope, that's a trope. That happens. (laughs) (laughs) The girls drink too much and then confess something. So I saw that. I was like, ooh, that was there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then I uh, found the three mysteries of the town. Oh, (laughs) Remember there was three mysteries that no one knows the answer to? I think so. Number one, what is 2-6 real identity? What did he do after graduating from college? He was missing for five years thereafter. What happened? Yeah, the five-year gap. Yeah. Why did Ha Young and Young Guk file for divorce? Did one of them have an affair? And then three is three years ago in the town... Someone won the lottery for a 1.4 billion won. Who are they? Yeah, there are three mysteries. And I just (laughs) want to say people are gossips. So the people are such terrible gossips and they're bad. They're always causing problems with their gossip. That's a a big thread through this too, is like this kind of made up stuff. Uh, Santos and I both are at the same part in the series. I made it to episode Nine. So I watched yeah. eight episodes and it's because it says on the Wikipedia that it's 60 minutes, but it really is not. It's about an hour 10 to an hour and 20 minutes. It's really mm-hmm. long. It's really good, but it's hard to binge watch. Yeah, you don't really binge watch them. So at the most, you could watch like two in a row. Yeah, I think I've done that. But yeah, other than that, it's like. Everyone's beautiful. I like how it's shot. I love the story. It's humorous and also very sweet. And like, I don't know, like it's re- it has a really nice balance. Business proposal was very funny. Like it had like more of a comedy, like tongue in cheek kind of silliness to it that this doesn't, this has some humor in it, of course, but it's not the same kind of humor. It's slower paced, but not in a bad way. Like, cause it doesn't feel as cliffhanger, like drama, like, Oh no, I need to watch the next one. It's like, oh, okay. It's it's like an unfolding story. So it's nice. It's really relaxing to watch. The music, Bart was like, what are you watching? It sounds really sad. <laughs> he said it a couple times. So I don't know if you noticed that the music is like... I like the music. I thought me it was too. cute. It reminded me of Fruits Basket or something. Yes. But... I was going to say this is like the Fruits Basket for me. Like I was like, oh, I love this because Chief Hong is kind of like... It's kind of like Kyo. Yeah. Like, but he's so sweet, but he's the one who does everything. And she's like more like the angry... One. So I just thought it was funny. Was, so he's like, yeah, to you. He is pretty rude to her, but it's more like he's with her. But he's more like Miss Honda. <laughs> really? 
I think he's just so sweet. Like he's, and he's always doing stuff and he's always pushing through, even though he's an orphan, like, and he's like kind of making her do things even though she doesn't want to do it. She's like to learn lessons. He's like the moral compass. I don't know. I guess you're right. I never thought about it like that. I thought he was just kind of with her or something. No, I mean, it's not an exact overlay, but I felt like she was definitely not Miss Honda. She's, (laughs) she's like a cue. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's going to be taught how to act normal <laughs> and make friends. So, you know what? You're right. You're very right. I never thought about like that. And so there's little subplots, like you mentioned, like the divorce. There's a couple love triangles going on. Yeah. There's a couple love triangles. There is like there are small other storylines threaded throughout the series, which is really fun. I really do like this one, but I do like business proposal more because it just sucks you in. It's a business proposal is a good starter one where this one's like, okay, we're going to get into a real Korean drama now. And this is how it really is. And this one, it's like, like a five course meal though. Like it's like, take your time, enjoy it, you know, watch it over a period of time. Whereas business proposal, you could binge that. <laughs> like That one's so like, you want to know what happens next. It's like so exciting. It's, they kind of like build up more tension where this one's just calmer. So it's like you're on the seashore. Town. <laughs> we are at the point where it seems like there's going to be a big storyline shift because his Miss Dennis dad visits the town. I think he's going to yes. stir the pot a little bit. And I'm a little worried. Me too. But I'm excited because she has a kind of a strained relationship with her father because he remarried when she was, you know, her mom died and then he remarried at some point in her young life. And that was hard on her. And then anyways, so that's another. So I'm curious about him visiting her in general because he was like, call me anytime. <laughs> like he misses her. At the end of the eighth episode, you get to see a little sneak peek of what's going to happen on the next episode. And it's just like, oh boy, he's really going to stir the pot. Yeah. And they do like little, at the end, there's like a cute slideshow with bubbles. He always thinks that's the end. And it gives you like another five minutes. You're like, what the f- is going yeah. on? And then, and then it ends. Yeah. And oh, wait, I had a question. Is that a real K-pop band or is that a made-up band? I think it's a real band. It's a real band. Okay, so anyways, if you like K-pop, then I think you might get excited because there's a K-pop band special appearances going What's on. What's their name? It's called like... But they called the fans Go. hackers. Yeah, it's called Go. Go. I think. No, maybe it's not. I can't remember. It was a short name like that, though, I thought. Yeah, yeah, they call them hackers. Which... I want to say it's like DOS. Like, there's like, oh, a yeah, weird... you're right, DOS. Yeah, yeah, you're okay. right. It is DOS. That's so, <laughs> like, I will admit, I'm watching it dubbed and it's terrible. So, why are you watching it dubbed? I don't know because I don't have the energy right now to read. So, I'm just like laying around, like listening to it. It's not great. I would say, watch it subbed. I can't believe you're watching it dubbed. I know. I had to admit it though. I didn't want to lie. I didn't want to. I had to admit it. I am. And it's, it's just kind of like, okay, but you know, the voice (laughs) is just not really that great, but I don't want to go to the other way because then I can never go back. Like I feel like, because I bet their real voices are much nicer. Oh yeah. They're very nice. It's good. So yes, I would highly recommend this series, but do know you're going to be in it for the long run. You might like that. This is a good solid series to watch in, you know, like, 
I don't know, once, twice a week. It's on Netflix. I don't think we said that. I'm going to try my hardest to complete it before we start our next project. But uh, yeah, I do really want to know it. <laughs> I do too. I want to know if they do actually fall in love because at the end of the one that we saw, they hug. Yeah. <laughs> this is exciting. It is so unfolding. I'm like, please. But well, I don't know. We don't know. There's always food in the series. It makes me hungry. That's a very big Korean thing. You like you get to see like what they're eating. And I think because when you get together, you're having this joyous moment. Because in every Korean drama, Korean show I watch, they're always eating, getting together and eating. And oh, stuff. and she makes Chief Hung porridge when he's sick and I related to this moment where not I mean he tried it and he was like oh my god how can you make porridge so terrible and he just kind of laughed but when he went to his kitchen and it was like left a mess I'm all that's me when I cook like I make it such a mess and then I don't clean up after myself and Bart's always like you could clean as you go and I'm like I can't I don't know how to do that. So I felt like her, except my food tastes way better. <laughs> I was going to say, wait, you can't cook. I'm good at cooking. <laughs> I'm just really good at messing up a kitchen too. So I related to that. I thought it was super funny. I try to clean up after I'm done cooking. Cause you're good. <laughs> I don't clean while I'm cooking. It's just after or whatever, mm-hmm. or at least clean out the, like the messy stuff. First. I always tell Bart, I'm not done yet. And he's like, well, when were you going to get to <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. At some point. Anyway, yeah. So definitely check it out. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And tell us what you think. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we'll be right back. Storygram Network. Hello. Welcome to One Media, One Media. I'm your host, Takeshi. And with me, I have Santos. And we take two pieces of media and we take a deep dive on them. Kind of. We just talk about it. Kind of. Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? It's the intersection of possibility, where what-ifs and why-nots collide. Some on the cutting edge, others on the cutting room floor. It's a place I like to call The Bleed. We sip our cares away, and you can do the same, cause you're in a safe place when you're whining with nurses. Storygram Network. That's right, and we are back, and we're going to talk about Missy Elliott, Miss E, so addictive, it was released May 15th of 2001, recorded from 2000 to 2001. It is a 57-minute album. It was produced by Missy Elliott and Timbaland, Craig Brockman Neeson, and D-Man Big Tank. If you don't know this album, you should, because it has Get Your Freak On, Lick Shots, One Minute Man, Takeaway, and For My People. And she was known as the Queen of Rap, she has several, several Grammys. She was one of the first uh, hip-hop artists, female artists, to get the Michael Jackson Video Award. I mean, tons of accolades. Her videos are always great. Oh, her videos are always amazing. Okay, let's go into a small amount of history with her. She was born uh, July 1st, 1971, as Melissa Annette Elliott. And... 
I guess she started her singing by just like singing in churches, singing classes and stuff. But I watched this episode about her on True Celebrity Stories. And it talks a lot about what happened to her because she hasn't released a full length album in a very, very long time. So, but she does do EPs. So started off young and I guess her dad was super abusive to the extent where she beat up her mom a lot and he dislocated her mom's shoulder. So she ended up convincing her mom to go on a joy ride and she took her to a friend's house so they could stay over there to get away from the father. Mm-hmm. And from that, she was able to kind of focus on her music. I guess her and Timbaland have always been friends, like childhood friends or high school oh. friends. That's why he's always co-producing her albums and stuff, mm-hmm. making beats for her. And so her first group was called, I think it was called Fave, if I remember right. And it changed into Sista. It might be something else. I can't remember exactly because I just kind of watched it really quick. But the album was signed (laughs) and it never was released, I guess. But she went from there from like just working with Timbaland. And I guess she is also written for a ton of different artists, too. Like she wrote for Aaliyah, Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake, Whitney Houston, a ton of people. She's not just like an artist or whatever. She also mm-hmm. co-produces a lot too, along with Timbaland, which I didn't know, which is really amazing. I already went over all her accolades. I know. I already think she's like a musical icon. And then it's like, surprise, she works behind the scenes too with oh, other yeah. musical icons. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. So it's like even more you don't even realize how much music you're probably listening of hers, right? Yeah. If you look at like all the stuff that she's co-written or written for people, it's pretty unbelievable. So is that why she's not doing a full album? Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) so she did that like during and beforehand. Oh, (laughs) the reason why she doesn't really play out as much as you remember was because uh, around 2005 or 2006, She started losing a ton of weight and she didn't know what was going on. And she got diagnosed with Graves disease. Oh, she has hyperthyroidism. Yep. Your thyroid gets all whacked out and it dumps all these hormones in your body. So you feel very stressed. You lose weight. Your hair will fall out. Your eyes can get kind of bulgy and your fingernails can get weird. If it's not caught in time and your heart rate is like really high. It's hard to sleep and you're very hot. It's very uncomfortable. And it's an autoimmune disease if it's Graves. And so that's why she was like, I'm taking a big break right now. And then she didn't release something until uh, 2016, which was an Mm. EP. It was called Block Party. But in between there, she was writing a ton of stuff for people. Jasmine Sullivan, Monica, Angie Stone, Jennifer Hudson, Jasmine Sullivan. I mean, the list goes on. Fantasia, (laughs) Tweet. So that's why she like wasn't able to release so many different other albums. But her last album did have some hits on it. It just didn't sell as well as her other ones, you know. What was her last full album? <laughs> Let me find it. I want to see if it's on Spotify. It is on Spotify, I believe. Hold on here. Let me... 
<laughs> her discography is really tough. Hold on here. Because when you click on discography, it's just this long list. I think it's it was the it's cookbook. Order. It's the cookbook. 2005? Yeah, 2005. Wow, I didn't realize that was the last time she had a full album. Yeah, after that was just EPs. Oh. So, yeah, 2006 is when I told you what happened. And then is 97 her first uh, under Missy Elliott then? Yeah. And so we're looking at the third studio album. Okay. Yeah. This album's pretty interesting. I mean, you could tell it was pretty ahead of its time, but it's very dated. I like it. Yes, but it definitely, she really made like that time, 2001. And I'm looking at her albums. It's like 97, 98, 2001, two, three, and five. She kind of defined music at that point. So it makes you think of that time period when you hear her music. Oh yeah, for sure. So like you said, it's dated, but it's not like it's like in a bad way dated, but it definitely reminds you of that time period. Yeah. Like the production, I mean, is very dated or whatever. And it's cool, but it, like it's, it's, it feels like it's very all over the place. Like there's different genres for different things and mm-hmm. it's definitely club music. And I do recognize that too. I get it. <laughs> yeah it's crazy because like you said this album has so many singles on it so it's like it feels very familiar but i got bored like chunk way through because i'm not i just was like where is this going and then it's like r&b and slower stuff i was like ah. yeah i'll admit like the last half of it i'm not into it yeah that's how i felt i could <laughs> listen to a few and i when this album i'm like oh it features genuine eve buster rhymes Ludacris, Redmond, Method Man. Like there's so many people on it and she's always done that. It's been very collaborative, which I think is kind of cool. But then I think it also, does it throw an album when you have so many people? Yeah, I don't like the features either. I don't like the way they sound. (laughs) They're not even like keeping the same theme or anything sometimes. It's like, oh, great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why is there a bus a bus feature (laughs) in there when it's not even a Busta Rhymes album? I was, that was one of my least favorite songs, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's just my own. I'm just like such a fan of her recent EPs. Like, I love what she worked with Lizzo on one, loved it. I can't think, I'm blanking on all of them, but I have a whole like five probably Missy songs that are more recent that I love. And they're, people are featured on it, but they're standalones, right? Like, it's not an album. God, The Real World, which was the album before it, it has Eminem in it. And that's why we didn't listen to it. But there's less features. There's less. Maybe we would have liked it more. I mean, I like this album because it's so recognizable. Do you think we'll like the cookbook better? I don't know. I have no clue. Super Dupa Fly, that has a little Kim on it. And that's kind of cool, but it, yeah, it still has features though. It has Busta Rhymes. You know, I used to think Busta Rhymes was so good. Yeah, in 2001. And then now you listen to it, you're like, no. <laughs> well, he had this like trilogy in the 90s. That was like the super advanced thing. And everybody liked the way he rhymed and sh- And then mm-hmm. he came out with Anarchy and that's where it just fell off. <laughs> because he was like talking about like, the apocalypse than the first three oh. albums and what was going to happen. And then it was like, anarchy, rah! And it was just like, uh, okay. Like, eh. yeah. I do like how this album started. I like the intro. I like knowing who Tweet is because 
in one of the EPs, like one of the singles I list to now, that's in the lyrics is about something about tweet before you can all even tweet. So it's really funny to me because I'm like, oh yeah, she's been working with tweet for a very long time. So <laughs> I do like how it began. Yeah. Even though it's dated, like I do like the, I mean, it's very iconic and it's very Timbaland and yes. I guess her too, but I'm going to like just throw something that I caught really quick and it started bothering me throughout oh. the album. <laughs> I felt like I was just listening to Knight Rider riffs <laughs> the whole entire, like, dun, 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 you know, it's just like something along that line where it just sounded like a simple Knight Rider riff, you know, Knight Rider, the, the actual theme song. Oh, I don't know the theme song. Really? It just sounded like slowed down versions of that. Here. <laughs> play it. Play it. Here we go. Here we go. You see what I mean? I'm nodding. Yes. A shadowy yes. of the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. <laughs> so then play One Minute Man. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, or Get Your Freak On. Play Get Your Freak On. Well, okay, so that one's a little bit different, but you still, you could hear it. You could hear the Knight Rider. I need to. Uh, here we go. Stop me now. Listen to me now. I'm lasting 20 rounds. And if you want me, then come on, get me now. Is you with me now? Then biggie, biggie bounce. I know you dig the way I switch my style. Holla, holla. People sing around. Now people gather around. Now people jump around. This just sounds like Night Rider. You're right. It is. Maybe they liked Knight Rider. Yeah. And even, where is it? Okay, here. Here we go again. Give me that funk. You can't unhear it now. But it's so good. No, it's good. It's Did just everybody like, hear those songs, how amazing they are. Like her voice, her flow, like everything's so good. But you're right, it is Night Rider, and it is hilarious that I love it. I like it's it. Super catchy, but it's just like I heard it. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're like, I can't unhear I can't this. unhear Night Rider now. And like more than half of these songs. 
it has that kind of like writer kind of sound to it. It makes me think of like visual art, like where certain visual artists, a lot of visual artists, like they kind of have their signature and like, it's like either like the color palette they use is repeated or certain visual images are repeated. This is their sound that's repeated, right? Like it's like something stuck, like you still need to work it out for some reason. Like it's, they need it in the songs. It's catchy as don't get me wrong, but yeah, yeah, hooked to it. That's why it's called so addictive because you're just like, oh my God. Anyway, so now this song, the cool thing is, is like, it's just not one style. Mm-hmm. So it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> so here we go. Yeah, this is for my mother club heads. You feel me? Okay, I'm really confused about... Okay, this is what's really annoying, too, is this is, like, heavily censored. Sometimes they'll cut out, like, swear words, and then other times they won't. Yeah, why? I don't know. It's on Spotify, right? Yeah, it says E, so it's for everyone. And then, like, so there's things that are getting cut out there, right? But then they'll say, oh, this line right here. Get in the club and get f***ed up, but they've been censoring out Every other square word. We missed it. <laughs> Why do we have like the radio album on here? I don't know. It's, that's the way it is. They don't have any it of the says other ones. Parental advisory, explicit content. I don't get it. I just don't get it. So anyway. Does she have control over which albums are released? Probably not. Yeah. I, I'm just wondering if like, it's like, oh yeah, put that one. So how does Spotify work? Because then kids could use Spotify and listen to all sorts of insane stuff. What do you mean? How does it work? Mm, like, like, is there parental controls on Spotify? I don't think so. We don't have children, so we wouldn't know this. But I'm just curious. Like, it's like if your children aren't interested in music. <laughs> yes, they are. They like K-pop. They like songs to dance to on their TikToks. They love music. But they, they'll watch it on like YouTube or whatever. I don't think it's like really. Is uh, it censored on YouTube? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to keep a child. So I was just curious like how Spotify worked all of a sudden. Because I was like, oh, I just downloaded it. And everyone gets their kids' phones so young. But you're like, kids aren't listening to Alpha <laughs> Melee. I don't think they exactly listen to music the way like teenagers. Yeah. I have a friend with teenagers. I'll ask. I'll get a sample of they're more into like streamers. Oh, it's different. (laughs) Well, I love this album. I think everyone should listen to it, even though it is boring halfway through. So maybe don't listen to it. Maybe you should just look at Missy Elliott, because if you haven't explored Missy Elliott's music, you should, because She's an icon. And so it's so fun. Like there's so many good songs on this. So pull them into your liked, you know, like a list. If you haven't heard them already, I mean, that's the thing. Like I'm sure most people have heard the songs on the radio, but it is a pretty interesting to listen to go back into like the early 2000s. Like that, just that song, the, the party people song or whatever. Yeah. That was definitely like aimed towards the rave culture. Mm-hmm. 
uh, because back in the day there was this big huge rave thing but I mean they had this whole entire like anti-dance laws to like shut down like a lot of raves and everything and oh really oh yeah Anytime you're trying to stop dancing, it's like, well, they just want kids to be out all night doing drugs. <laughs> just weird. Yeah, it is. Anyway, so yeah, her videos are really cool. Oh, her videos. Yeah, do that would probably be really fun. Someone must have put together some playlist of her videos because they're out of control. The visuals are, I wonder who does, does she have work with the same person? Who does them? I'm not exactly sure. I can't remember. But yeah, she, her uh, videos are awesome. I think she's pretty cool too. Even like for being as big as she is to some people, she's still respectable. She's not like sold out. No, she definitely kept her own sound and has experimented as well. And she, like I said, she's always working with different people. So there is a fun song with her and Lizzo. And then there was, I think her and Pharrell Williams did a song at one point. So there's all sorts of fun stuff out there. Yeah, for sure. So definitely check it out. I guess we should wrap it up. You could find me at all social medias under Glitch Unicorn. You can also check out Fiverr. Right? Oh, yeah, I own Fiverr under Extra Man. And yeah, and you'll see the quality that he works on because he does all of our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. You can find me on Instagram as Sister Santos. Uh, it's Spotify. I don't know how it works, but I think you can find me on there too. Yeah. All right. We'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs>